What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 303 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo. And Shelly Nolan. Hello. And this week, we're geeking out about Square Enix, Disney making Shelly happy for once. For once. In the possible fall of Netflix. Inevitable. Um, I feel like <laughs> I didn't sound that sick uh, during the intro, but if my voice sounds a little off. My, it is a little off. It might just um, gradually decline as the show goes on. I feel like that's always what happens when I feel sick. It's like after I talk for a long time, I just feel terrible. My voice is awful. Yeah, it was just going to slowly get worse and worse. Hopefully yeah. not. Uh, I've been, this is like way better than it was over the the weekend that I wasn't here. We actually didn't have a podcast, uh, but I went out of town uh, and during that was just got laryngitis and uh, possibly the flu. I don't know. The laryngitis was uh, diagnosed. I don't know what else is wrong with me, but it's not COVID. <laughs> Found that out. So. Yay. Yeah, that's always nice to know. Um, also, we have some thunder just uh, for for mood, I feel like. Uh, that's that's what that is. Yeah. I really um, want to strike at, like, the perfect <laughs> moment. Like, we say an announcement, and then it's like... Yeah, like the fall of Netflix would have been great if it was like the fall of Netflix. Or, or, bat, like, or Batman. Yeah. And then you could just cue Nirvana, but that would be DMCA stuff there, so. <laughs> yeah. We will see. Um, that was that was all. I feel like I need to preface that with, like, if I sound a little weird, I, I am a little weird. Um, <laughs> we'll get into the video games. As I haven't played any video games lately. I've been mostly sleeping. Um, and watching Good. television. So, um, LJ, what are you been playing? Okay. Um, so, I've been getting back into... I believe I talked about it before, but I've been getting back into some Sea of Thieves with uh, my friends at Comics on the Cross. Uh, I played with them again cool. this week. And uh, we did a big event called uh, The Shrouded Ghost. And it is the... Uh, it's like a Great White Megalodon quest. And so basically you have to do this quest where you have to take down three Megalodons and collect their souls with this, like, thing. And then after you collect those, after you, like, take fight four Megalodons and get those, then you have to summon the, like, the Shrouded Ghost, which is the big white uh, Megalodon. And it was a lot of fun. Um, we actually encountered some people and made some alliances, which Sea of Thieves, most of the time, every time I've played, it's like, oh... It's another ship. I'm probably going to get shot and, like, all my loot's going to get stolen. Like, great. But <laughs> right. um, we, we kind of sailed up to these guys and, and they're like, hey, like, you know, like, are you guys cool? We're trying to do the adventure. And we're like, yeah, we are too. Like, so let's, you know, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's form an alliance. Um, later, oh, cool. later on, we did find out that uh, there, I don't think this person was from any of the, it was from any of the other ships that we allied with, but there was a person that was hanging out on our boat. That uh, they eventually we figured out they were hiding our cannonballs and try and dumping our storage off of our boat without us looking. What? Um, That's just which which sad. was rude. But it was um the amazing part was that like so we all took down, we all like, we all spread out and took down all the megalodons and we went back to the to the quest area. We summoned the great white megalodon, and I got the kill shot on the thing. It was so epic. Our boat was like Yo. taking on water and it was like the coolest thing. I got a highlight on our Twitch channel. Because I was streaming. 
Uh, and it was it was amazing and then so this person like so we were like keeping an eye on this person we're like all right like who's gonna who's gonna take him out you know like we gotta and so after we did that this person tried to like sink our boat and throw our loot overboard and just ruin everything but we all like when we died we all switched to our blunderbuss and just took the guy out so (laughs) we ended up making a making a way with like a lot of loot and like I got a ton of renown, like, on Sea of Thieves. Like, it was just, it was so worth it. Like, it was, it was stressful, but it was so much fun. I'm going to be playing with that. I'm going to be playing that game with him Um, semi-regularly. Cool. A lot of fun. Sea of Thieves is a great social game. And um, when we do uh, our next fundraiser, I'm definitely going to be bringing back some Sea of Thieves because it is a good time. So, um, and then the other game I've been playing because of... Um, news that's been coming out. It's kind of got me back into interested in playing Call of Duty again. So I've played Call of Duty Vanguard for the first time uh, this past week, and I actually kind of like it. Like it's, I guess you know it does have its issues, I guess, but it's almost kind of got like not like a steampunky vibe, but it's semi like modern. It's like, well, what if like World War Two never ended? So like some of the weapons mm-hmm. you can use in multiplayer and stuff like that are like automatic like rifles, but they still kind of have this like old like World War Two style look to it. Yeah. Um, so it's like the technology is kind of steampunkish to me uh, in some ways, and so I kind of like the weird, like, the weird combination of technology that they use in that game. So it's been fun, and it just feels good to jump back into Call of Duty and play some rounds. You know, it feels it's very much comfort food. Yeah. So. Yeah, those are the things cool. I've been playing. Speaking of Sea of Thieves, uh, I we didn't put this in the notes or anything, but Ubisoft, there's been some more about Skull and Bones. Oh yeah. Are you excited yeah. for that still or? I am. I have low expectations, but I just would like to see it come out. I will, I either want it to come out or just hear that it's canned. Like I, I just want <laughs> one or the other because it's like yeah. Any other news is yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to see more. I don't know, know if I have an opinion. I mean, yet, I want to play it because more. I want to play it. Like I liked the combat. I love. I loved the ship combat and like Black Flag and all that and mm. Valhalla and all the games that they've been doing the ship combat in. So it's like I'm on board for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't know. Like, You're <laughs> that was a good one. I didn't even intend that one. Um, <laughs> but there's like on foot stuff and everything and, and and all like that. And I'm like, I don't know if I needed that, but like, I'm curious yeah. to like. I just want it to come out. Uh, did you just tell me it's canned or tell me it's coming out? One of the two. So I hope it's it coming comes out. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> question of whether or not it's good. It's like Avatar. Yes. Two. It's coming yes. out eventually. Yes. Wow, we're really just dropping all of our news in today, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> Here we are. Man, Here we are. Gosh, you're not going to have to listen to the whole show. Yes. Yeah. The the... Oh, yeah. And then, teaser. And, and then in Sea of Thieves, I bought, I spent real money for like $6. I got the dog from Pirates of the Caribbean, the prison dog that has the keys. Oh, my gosh. So I was That's basically awesome. like, all right, if anybody acts out, my dog has the keys to the brig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I named him after my dog Ben because he's kind of a mutt-looking, like raggedy dog, kind of like him. So Aww. I was, I could have went for some like cool, like demon, like hellish-looking, like dog thing, like some special one. But I was like, no, I'm just gonna pick this what, scruffy. I'm gonna pick this scruffy old boy right here. That's so, awesome. And you could that was and, and hold it in uh, Red Dead Two. I would name all my horses after horses I grew up with. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. I figured I'd add that because everybody loves pets. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yep. Anyway, what have you been playing, Shelly? So, um, ironically, I know I, I've been um, 
sort of MIA for the last couple of weeks, last couple of podcasts. But mm-hmm. I haven't really been playing much new stuff, and and mostly it's just because I've been really busy. So like, you, my yeah, husband got COVID. My I've been taking care of him. I got sick as well. Um, not COVID. Like before then, we also like mm-hmm. moved recently. Mm-hmm. So like this is my first recording in the new place. So like I've just been doing a lot. However, yeah. um, I will talk about two games. So Daniel, um, he started playing Cana Bridge of Spirits. Um, oh nice as a sick game essentially he really wanted lego star wars he's like shelly we should get lego star wars and i'm like i don't want to pay 70 bucks for it when it's on sale sure. <laughs> um but i don't want to pay 70 bucks for ps5 version. and um we had already bought canon bridge of spirits when it was on sale a long time ago mm-hmm. um and so it, it was a game you're both... <laughs> exactly no 100 percent. it's a game we were both interested in and so um, he's like, okay, like I'm gonna start playing it. And he's already finished it. And I watched him play most of it, not literally all of That's it. Good. But man, what a beautiful game! Like from the from just the art style to just the environments to the music to like, I it's mean, so I don't necessarily really understand the story. I wasn't paying that close attention when watching, but like, uh, I it looks so fun it looks so cool just from yeah. a, even from just a visual like i know i wasn't watch uh playing um but it, it almost looked like um daniel kept comparing it to like dark souls he's never played a dark souls game but just like with the bosses he's like <laughs> there, oh I have there to. are there are some loose soulsy elements in that i, I will give it that um i yeah. played on easy just because i'm like i'm streaming this game i just want to get through it oh, you know for sure which yeah, i never on... finished it on stream because <laughs> that season kind of came gotcha. and went but yeah. But it's really good. Like it's it definitely has those like oh I gotta dodge this attack or you know exactly you have to watch out for it and yeah be really the careful. bosses are definitely tough the toughest part of yeah the but it was really fun to like watch and play that I just, I don't know I got so much like D and D inspiration from it like that's that was like our reaction we're just like oh like you know all the like the masks and the rot and like just the environments in general and some like the, the rot are the cutest little creatures in like oh my gosh game ever we want to get little like stuffed rot and like put them around our house they make they, <laughs> they definitely make them i know we looked at them um mm-hmm. but anyway i just think that's a really cool game at this point i'm like i don't know if i'll actually play it because i've already like watched him play so much that i'm kind of like mm. I, don't, I don't necessarily feel like that's kind of how it works with daniel and i is like he watches something that I play, and, like, it's kind of like we both experience it a little bit, even right. though, um, and so then he doesn't necessarily need to play what I play, and the same thing with, like, for, like, you know, I watch him play Octopath Traveler and Triangle Strategy, it's like, it almost feels like I play the game, but I definitely haven't. Right. Um, but anyway, very, very cool game, uh, so I highly recommend people look into that. It's so um, good. It goes on sale all the time now. Like 25, exactly. 30 bucks. Yeah, so. it's, it's a pretty old game. Yep. Well, not even old, but it's like, as far as the PS5 goes. It's like old. last year. It, it came out like fall last year, I think. Yeah. So very, very yeah. cool, cool game. Um, And, well, because he was playing, he was hogging the PS5 for that. And then I'm like, you know what? I will cave. So I started New Game Plus in Persona 5 Royal, which I told myself nice. I wouldn't do until I finished Persona 4 Golden. And no, I haven't finished Persona 4 Golden. But you know what? I'm like, these are on different systems. One's on my computer and one's on um, PS5. So I think it's fine. I'm just going to consider it fine. So I'm... It's because I have like some I have some friends playing Persona 5 and they keep talking about it. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to play. I want to play New Game Plus. Especially because, you know, playing Golden, I'm like, man, I wish I had all my social skills up. Man, I wish I went back and, like, <laughs> did these other things or, like, you know, prioritize these confidants. And I'm like, 
you know what? And Royal New Game Plus, I can do all of that. It's like I've I've heard people describe like the real game is really like New mm. Game Plus, like because you could just you have so you much just more do freedom. Whatever. Yeah. And I just like being overpowered. I at this point I'm still on normal difficulty, but I might amp it up, um, just because I know like generally speaking, most people like to amp up the difficulty because you do have like I have all the equipment. Um, last time, so like I'm just still already really broken. <laughs> and very strong (laughs) Uh, i have all my yeah all the items and all my social skills and things but um i don't know i might amp up the difficulty thankfully you can just like change it but anyway so i just am playing so much persona um i think part of that is you know there's been and i know we're not talking about it for the gaming news today but just because i'm interested i'll mention it so um with the you know persona 25th anniversary thing happening they did yeah there's still some announcements coming yeah they had their april announcement which is like they basically just announced that they're doing another one of those like persona live concerts which they've done in the past oh, which yeah, like yeah. on one hand it's kind of like oh i wish they like announced like a thing like a game or like a yeah. you know but on the other hand what i didn't realize until it was pointed out to me that apparently and during these past concerts was actually when they've done they've done really big reveals during the concerts so it's like the, like persona 5 itself and persona 5 strikers i think were revealed at these persona concerts. 5 arena and I think even, I like, it. Persona Q1, Q2, one of them. Um, give, me but yeah. Persona, give me Persona 5 Arena. Yeah, it's, like, either... <laughs> that's my prediction, is that... Um, oh, I'd love it. They're, and I think the concerts themselves, I think it's going to be, like, September or October. I think it's sometime yeah. in the fall. So it's, like, ugh, long time to wait. Well, but Or put Persona 4 Golden on Switch. Yeah, I'm thinking... Because uh, <laughs> that was, like... So I saw so many news articles about like oh like rumored it's gonna come to Switch or it's gonna come to consoles or, or an or an FES release would be really and then sweet it just too. Didn't but um or hasn't I suppose but I'm thinking what I honestly what I really want and I think I've mentioned on the podcast before I want either like a, an arena Persona arena Persona Five arena would be cool yeah a new um, one would be great but I think Persona Six. But I think, and, and I'm tearing this up, right? So it's like my third most anticipated thing would be an arena, new arena game. My second most anticipated would be Persona 6. Yeah. My first anticipated would actually be Persona 3 Remake. Because yeah. I still really want to play Persona 3, but I have no legal way to play it. Yeah. If they um, if they would do if they would do what they do with 4 with, uh, with Golden and put Please. that on like P- on PC and like Switch yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I guess even that. Yeah, it's like you, they don't even have to necessarily... Like, I think a full remake would be amazing. And I know a lot of other people like really want that too. But honestly, mm. yeah, if they just port it to to PC or something, yeah. like that's already that's already good enough for me. Like I'm I already think like excited I played about that. FES like probably ten years ago when I played Golden on Vita and I still enjoyed that and it was like a PS two game still. So Yeah, seriously. Um yeah. but all that being said, I'm still really excited about Persona stuff. I just, I'm such a Persona fan girl, and it's kind of dumb, but it's fine. <laughs> um, but anyway, cool. all that being said, that's what I played. <laughs> we'll get into the gaming news then. LJ. Yeah. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, so um, everybody woke up to the news this morning that... Square Enix sold a bunch of their Western studios for a measly $300 million. Um, measly. Yeah, I, I, th- I say it's measly because like, they they just don't invest in their Western studios. Um, it's been... Uh, they've, they've kind of gotten flack because every time a Tomb Raider game comes out, they say, oh, they didn't do well enough when... 
those games, I think in total, apparently, that Tomb Raider reboot franchise has sold $39 million. It's like um, because it's so popular in the West yeah. and not and probably not popular like yeah. in Japan or on yeah. the East. They're mm-hmm. just like, oh, no one's buying these games. Yeah, and oh, then no. so and then <laughs> so they they even had the Hitman uh, devs for a while, um, and they even published that first uh, chapter that came out in 2016, the like of the remakes, and then right. IO IO uh, Interactive went you know they went independent. Um, because supposedly, like, it was not, it was not working out, and that, like, apparently, they weren't meeting expectations. Um, so it's just, uh, Square Enix has kind of not treated their Western, it's known that they've not treated their Western studios well. Um, I saw apparently a few, like, the Outriders studio, and, like, a couple others have, have stayed, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ones that they've gotten, that they sold off were Crystal Dynamics, Who's the mm-hmm. Tomb Raider devs? They're officially. We're they're, working on the game right now, right? Yeah, so they're working on a next gen Unreal Engine five game, um, right now. So um, they're also partnering with the initiative uh, that Xbox Studio working on Perfect Dark. So they're doing stuff. Um, and the people that bought them out are Embracer Group, which is Embracer Group is no, is known for owning studio. Uh, publishers like thq nordic and stuff like that too oh yeah and so i think it's good because embracer group kind of they it feels like they're really letting studios be independent so crystal Mm -hmm. dynamics can go and really do what what they they want want. with the avengers game probably if they you know if they are given the chance because that that was a mess um but they're still working on tomb raider and uh perfect dark um then there's like Eidos, uh, which is uh, Eidos Montreal did. Um, they were known for the Deus Ex games, which are pretty solid. They did Guardians of the Galaxy most recently. And then I believe there's a Square Enix Montreal too. I don't know if they're going <laughs> to they're gonna have to change, change names now too, I think. But um, I think a couple of those, one of those studios was uh, responsible for like Just Cause and like Sleeping Dogs and stuff like that. So... Um, That's crazy. I, I'm excited because they don't have to deal with Square Enix anymore. Like, you know, that, you know, like working with them now, it seems like they're going to have the freedom they want. Hmm. And it sounds like, oh, I, I know a few people were like, oh, yeah, Square Enix can go back to focusing on like Japanese games and JRPGs and stuff now. Um, But I saw that Wario64 on Twitter. He shared something like, I guess one of the things that they wanted to free up that that money for was stuff like blockchain related things and all that and i'm just like nope you missed the mark no. there <laughs> it's so confusing like yeah. what do you what do they want to do they're right. gonna sell images like i don't know nfts or something or i i don't know you know like they they're gonna make a new things. gotcha game but gotcha is gonna be with nfts or something <laughs> i don't know that's right oh i could see that that would be weird yeah who, who knows um but yeah, so it just seems like they missed the mark. It's like, oh, well, not only did you not care about these studios that you just sold off. You're investing but... in just bad things. Yeah. Things. Yeah, so. I do think it allowed them a little bit more freedom, too, though. You bring up, like, the Japanese. Like, they can get more into their JRPGs. Like, yeah. There's no correlation anymore between um, Tomb Raider and Final Fantasy. We're like, oh, those are under the same umbrella. But now they can kind of do whatever yeah. they want on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, and that's my thing too is like let Square Enix do their thing and have, and you know keep doing that. But also now these studios 
are free to do what they want, you know? Mm-hmm. Without um, fear like, of, you know, yeah, failing, like, really. And and Hitman is a good example, like, because I think they got, like, WB to do distribution on one of their games. I think the second one. But, like, they've still been thriving, and those Hitman, those the quality of those Hitman games has not changed. Like, they're still doing really well. Mm-hmm. And I, they're not under Embracer Group, but I think they're independent. But it's just like that, you know, that studio has still done extremely well for themselves. And they're working on a 007 game. Uh, so it's like I hope to see Crystal Dynamics be able to get some of their IPs back or be able to do like a new Legacy of Kane series because I'm like, I love those games and I want a remake. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I just want to see those studios be able to make what they want to make and not worry about whether they're making this overseer of a company like happy <laughs> you know like absolutely um the stuff with outriders was confusing too because apparently they hadn't uh, those developers hadn't really heard numbers as far as like game pass and other things for a while like it took a while for them to even get reports on how well their own game was doing wow. um which sucks <laughs> so it should be healthier overall for yeah it should be healthier hopefully. for everybody yeah, hopefully um so I'm I'm excited like because I was like yes like they're free you know like um, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited uh, for this change and um, yeah so uh, yeah so that that's pretty huge I think um, then the other piece of news I guess it's not very surprising because people knew that this was coming but uh, 2022's Call of Duty game has been revealed to be Modern Warfare 2. Which is the uh, sequel to the reboot from 2019, and uh, I think that one in, that came out in 2019 was easily one of the best Call of Duty games I've played in a long time, and so I'm excited for it. So that's where Warzone came up to was the original Modern Warfare, and my yeah, you friends say Modern are... Warfare, it's like I don't even know where my brain goes. There's just yeah. so many Modern Warfares. Yeah. yeah, so there's Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare. There's Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. And then now there's Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And then Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 again. Um, and then there was remasters of Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. And, uh, and a remaster of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So there's going to be three Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2s technically uh, out there. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. I, I'm, I'm stoked though. Just because like I have a lot of nostalgia for... I mean, I can't, I can't have something nostalgic more recently, but it's like, I look back on like 2020 when Warzone came out and everybody didn't have anything to do and was forced to stay home. Mm-hmm. I put, that was before I got back into Fortnite. Me and my buddies put so much time into Warzone and um, they're actually going to be working on a revamped version or like a, people are referring it to Warzone 2, but they're going to make their uh, Warzone again from the ground up, I believe. Um, so I'm down for more Warzone, um, just because I've put so many hours into that into that initial Warzone, which that that gets confusing too, because before that there was a um, oh, what was it called? But even Black Ops had a battle royale mode too, and I forget what that was called, but it wasn't as successful as Warzone. Um, but yeah, it's a whole mess there, and um, I realized this too. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot Call of Duty's Activision, and so. I struggle there because I still can't bring myself to play Overwatch. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, like Activision and Blizzard are all in the same boat on this. So it's like, I feel kind of dirty because I'm like, oh, like I'm excited about this game, but I can't play Overwatch. Like, so that's kind of like. 
Well, to be fair, I don't think you want to play Overwatch. At least Overwatch 2. <laughs> I've heard it's bad. Well, even so, I'm just like, it's one of those things where it's like, just because of all the nonsense that's going on, I just haven't been able to bring yeah. myself to play Overwatch. <laughs> but then I, I played Call of Duty Vanguard last week, and I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that, because that means I'm supporting them right now, so... <laughs> yeah. It's I'm kind of having mixed feelings about this because I'm so excited for it, but then I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot Activision is. Hopefully things are gonna change when Xbox finally gets a hold of them, so I can hope for that. But it's I still don't I still have mixed feelings about whether I should be excited about Call of Duty or not. <laughs> yeah, that's so, very fair. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we spent a lot of time in here in gaming, so we can move on now. Cool. We'll get into uh, movies. Um, what movies we've been watching? Mm-hmm. Alja, you didn't watch a movie this week. I no, I meant to. So, I was I was hoping to go see The Northman or Ambulance this weekend because I like, want to see Northman. Wednesday and Thursday, or like Tuesday and Wednesday, I have off now, and I just wasted those days. And I was like, man, I should have went to see a movie. But yes, I got plenty of catching up to do. Uh, I will definitely see some movies next week. Cool. Or this week. <laughs> I was like, you always watch a movie. I usually try uh, to watch one. Um, to be fair, I don't have to talk about it, but I did watch the OG like Transformers 30th anniversary um, oh. movie a few weeks ago. Oh, cool. Like Weird Al Yankovic, uh, Rodimus Prime? Yes. Movie? That's awesome. To me, that was like wow. the end game of the 80s. I was like, back in the day, there would have been nothing that compared to this. Like, Yeah. It was pretty dang epic, even for being an old 80s animated movie. Rodimus Prime. That, yeah, that's all I gotta say because I was, that's you cool. know, I'm streaming the Transformers game, so I was like, I gotta watch Transformers stuff, but <laughs> I don't want to sit too long there because I didn't watch it this week. So okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Shelly. So um, I know it's 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 felt like it's been a while, but I, it's just because it's been a while since the podcast. Um, I did watch West Side Story. Oh, nice. Um, and it's funny because I I'm actually a really big musical fan. I don't know if people know this on the podcast. I don't know if I've made it clear. I really I like musicals a lot, um, generally speaking. And uh, but what's funny is that, well, I haven't seen the original West Side Story since like middle school, and I remember not liking it. And it's not because <laughs> I didn't like musicals back then. It's because I thought it was really boring, and I didn't mm. really remember anything about it. But uh, and you know, my husband kind of had a similar experience. But we're like, you know what? want to watch this new one you know it's on disney plus yeah might as well um and i really liked it i i i i know again i don't necessarily have feelings for the first one but personally i enjoyed it more than the first one the original um it's one of those movies i've wanted to watch but it's like i have to really bring myself to turn on a musical like it's one of the last things i put on that's (laughs) fair that's totally there's some i do want to watch but i just never bring myself to watch them (laughs) Yeah, it is a bit of a commitment, um, for sure. You, you kind of have to get in that mindset. But I liked right. that this was, um, it very clearly was like, yeah, this is a musical. We do musical things. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Dance numbers but, but it looks singing. good, though. Yeah, and I, but I, I think that's mm. really important, being able to set the stage and set the, you know, expectation of like, yeah. this is a normal thing in this little universe that we're showing you and this little corner of New York and this time frame that, you know, of this story, uh, I think a lot of musicals, um, bad musicals, just like at least m- movies, like don't really do that super well. They kind of mm. just are still trying to be like, oh, but this is still a movie or this is still something that could happen. Right. It's like, no, you have to just go full send, go Broadway, 
mm-hmm. do that. So I loved, like, the choreography was really freaking good. I loved how much Spanish there was in the movie. Like, I... And again, it's hard to compare it to the first movie because I barely remember the first movie, but it's like, it almost mm. felt like the half the movie was just in Spanish, which is very cool. That's cool. Um, and there wasn't, there weren't um, like subtitles. Um, so I'm like kind of lucky. I, I still remember enough Spanish from high school to like make out what they were talking about. Um, but at the same time, it's like you really didn't need to like understand the Spanish. Like they did a really freaking good job of like balancing, like for those who understand Spanish, it like, added a bunch of context probably but i also felt like you didn't actually need to understand it because you still would like you still understood what was going on through their body language through you know other things Mm -hmm. going on so that was i think that was awesome because it was just like yeah of course like they're from puerto rico they're going to be speaking Mm. spanish a lot you know and and so i think (laughs) it was like a reasonable amount in this movie and in a way that like Kind of made sense. I mean, coming from a Hispanic family, I definitely had like older relatives that speak half in Spanish and half in English. Like, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really cool. It's like they would just have an entire conversation in Spanish, and then someone would be like, well, we, let's practice our English. We're in America. We got to practice this. And they'd like switch to English. And I'm just like, this is just kind of cool. I The outfits were stunning, um, were really good. The um, All the acting was really good. Like, and I know Angel Gort, like, I, I don't know if I said his name right, um, the lead actor. Um, I know he's actually really good at singing too. Like he actually has a whole mini music career. Um, it was actually really funny the first time. Like I, I, I one of his songs <coughs> just showed up on my Spotify one day, and I'm like, "This is him, the guy from The Fault in Our Stars and freaking Divergent." No way. Um, because <laughs> that's still kind of how I see him. But I think yeah. he, I think he played Tony super well in this. And I don't remember her name, but the actress she was also just uh, for Maria was really really great. Um. I just really liked it. I really liked it. I don't really know what more to say about it, but um, if you're interested in it, I would check it out. It is um, free as long as you have Disney Plus. You don't have to pay extra for it. Mm. So, yeah, that was also slightly confusing when that came out because that that other one in the Heights was out too. Right. So, yeah, so I'd always which forget is, which one oh, was yeah. which. Similar energies sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I can recognize. Um, <laughs> Anyway. Man, and then yeah just all the acting was so good anyway I, i'll shut up but once that story was really <laughs> it was really like a high good. caliber movie though good quality movie though it was really high quality i think it didn't yeah, it wasn't awesome. like a, oh it blew me away and it's my favorite movie ever but like i just really i thought it was really worth it i like i liked it a lot cool cool i watched death on the nile um we watched it at home we were looking for the northman i think which is not streaming yet nope uh, and so death on the nile is what we what we landed on um which it's it's good um if you liked murder on the orient uh express you, this is a direct sequel you'll like I, it i always wanted to watch murder on the orient and then i, I just never did yeah. and then whenever i heard that this was a sequel i was like okay well i have to watch that one now yes um i don't think you would have to to really understand what's going on um I but i would say that it more though yeah murder on the orient express is a better movie um okay and so i would like you're gonna choose one definitely watch that one and then if you like it why not watch this one um my biggest complaint with this and i don't know how easy it will be for everybody but um i was able to solve it really quickly um and so that was kind of like a meh i mean Um, mean, to be fair it seems like they seem they seem like they're definitely playing off of the classic format so i feel like they mm -hmm. wouldn't probably do anything too crazy anyway like Knives Out, I think of like Knives Out and that one 
was definitely I don't think I'm trying to remember I don't think that one they tried to twist it and then it didn't end up being that big of a thing either so like I don't know I think it's okay I really enjoyed Knives Out well no yeah I I liked it too but it was because that it was very much a classic murder mystery so I feel like yeah Murder on the Orient and Death on the Nile are probably playing into that too they're like yeah we're not trying to be cool and edgy and trying to make you like feel like oh this is this random twist that you never expected it's right it's very much a uh yeah Yeah. well and like i don't want to give too much away on the first one um but a complaint was that it was a little too uh muddled and kind of had the opposite um, effect and so i think that's probably Uh, why this was so easy to solve was um because the last one was so muddled Hmm. Uh, but i don't know so hard the first time to make it's like well you shouldn't guess the killer, but then they're like, they oh, well, clearly people didn't thing. like how it didn't make sense. We have to make it make sense. So then... Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I, uh, for me, it was kind of like it was really, really obvious, and I wish it would have been a little bit more difficult to find. Uh, I did like really, not, I really like Knives Out, because Knives Out, they were just kind of like, they presented you to everything almost immediately. Yeah. Um, but you still didn't really know what was going on. Um... That was that was really cool, but yeah, they they uh, really played they really played on the twist in, in that one, like which was yeah. Really I still need that to watch that one. I really want to watch. Knives Out is so yet. good. Knives yeah. Out is wonderful. Knives Out was one of those movies where I rented and just bought it right after I got done. Because <laughs> I'm like, this is so what good. I really love about these movies is like it's like for whatever reason, really big cast members uh, yes. jump on. Yeah. So it was like really well known actors. Mm-hmm. Um, this one had like Gal Gadot. Um, and then a bunch of other really big names. Um, and so the acting in these, not only is it like these really high caliber actors, but it's a really simple um, movie to act in, I guess. And so it allows them to kind of really showcase their talents. Right. Kind of have fun with it, uh, kind of. Yeah, it's not about the special effects. It's about the acting and the storytelling. Um, sure. And so they get to kind of like flex on that a little bit in really I think cool ways. I mean, that's why it just think, makes me think of like murder mystery parties and stuff too yeah. where it's like everyone's Which, given a role like it's just really fun to even if you're not good at yeah. acting it's very fun to just be like given a role and like even if you've never played D before right or mm-hmm. you're not very familiar with role playing it's just such an easy concept of like you're given a slip of like okay you're this person you have these aspects and you have these relationships and go and this is yes. what's yeah. now, right I, it's and, just like yeah. it's so fun which i definitely i have we can talk about it like in other but I did my first murder mystery party last night over Zoom. Whoa! On, oh, on, cool. on, on the Mountain Nerds thing, and so, but yes, I definitely like you know, like having done that recently too. I'm like, okay, I really want to watch these movies as well. Definitely. So like, we but, can yeah, kind of, like, we can kind of dive into that. I'll get on a tangent too. Okay. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite things that I did was we hosted a murder mystery party, and I've never DM'd before, but that was probably the closest thing I did okay. to DMing. Um, it was a. There's a murder mystery, so everyone came over, and then everyone had, like, a reason um, yes. to why they would have killed the killer. Emotive, but I yeah. basically turned my house into a giant Clue board. Um, and cool. so the game was played just like Clue. Um, but there were props and uh, story pieces and, um, like, the scientist. There was a mad scientist, and so there was, like, a uh, um, one of those beakers. Uh, mm. And so it was supposed to look like he had poisoned him, but... It turned mm. out that he was just drinking alcohol out of it. Um, <laughs> but it was really cool to, like, everyone dressed up in a specific color. And mm. um, we played played Clue, basically. That's awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so you, I mean, I got on tangent. You can get on a tangent about No, okay. Well, I guess since we're talking about it. Um, yeah, it's So um, my buddy Caleb on the Mountain Nerds, he actually wrote it himself. It's, it was an original story. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was set, I forget exactly what he titled it, but it was at a, ho- as a it was at a, it was, oh, spring break of 97, I think he called it or something. And it was set in a hotel, like in Florida. So like spring break in Florida. And there was this, you know, you know, I think this college dude with lots of money, whatever, um, was found dead in a pool, shot dead in a pool. And then, so a bunch of us were, had all these roles. There was a people, there was one guy that was a former professor, there was these two people that were friends, but that were friends of the, the dead person that also had a relationship. There was a news reporter and a cameraman. I was the hotel manager, so I wore, like, nice. a blue polo shirt. And I took I taped over, like, my uh, manager name tag over my, like, work name tag. And so, like, we, and it was Zoom, so we all had, vir- like, special backgrounds that were all, like, locations from the hotel yeah, and stuff like cool. that. And it was fun, but, like, I want to kind of bring it back. Like, you mentioned, like, the role play. Like, Shelly mentioned, like, the role play and stuff like that. So I think to tie that into the actual movies of Murder on the Orient and Death on the Nile, it does give the actors that chance to to play with the role instead of being like, oh, what are these lines and how do I need to be depicting this character? It's like, no, you just have this role you need to play and run with it. And I'm sure, yes, there probably obviously is a script. But like you were saying, like hopefully it gives them a little freedom to kind of run with it how they want. And so that's what I kind of did. Like, you know, I was this arrogant like manager who was like, you know, like I uh, lost a you know lost a promotion because of the events that took place and stuff like that. So my character's motive was like, oh well, yeah, it's his hotel. But I'm but I'm playing it as like, no, this would cost me money. So why would I do all this? Because blood is. Blood is very expensive to clean out of a pool, kind of a thing, like you know, like. <laughs> so, like That's um, awesome. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, like it, you know, I think it pertains to those movies, but it's the actors hopefully having fun in those roles, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. So, so that's my way to tie in my other category with, with this. <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Murder mysteries are fun. Oh yeah, so much fun. Um, I would was, love to do a party like that again. And it was streamed, um, and it will be in podcast form. So if anybody's interested, um, I can share those links on my, oh, on my Twitter cool. when they yeah. come out. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I've seen. Uh, Death and Nile. I would say watch it if you liked Murder on the Orient Express. If you haven't mm. seen that, see that first because. It's a better movie. Yeah, I, I bought the double pack on Vudu for like thirty bucks um, because you can't stream Murder on the Orient anywhere right now. I know Death on Isle. That's Isles, really but, interesting. Yeah, so I was kind of bummed because I know Death on the Nile is free on like Hulu or something. Hulu and HBO Max. I yeah, so I'm just like ah oh, whatever. I'll just get them both anyway because it's still pretty. It's still pretty cheap compared to like, yeah buying one of them or renting one of them. So I was like I'll just get both and <laughs> I'll have them. So. We'll get into the movie news then. Uh, go ahead, Shelly. You're pretty excited about all this. I, yeah, it's, um, I just have to kind of like sit in this for a second because it's like like a moment of, wow, I can't believe I'm not going to be ranting about some so, movies this time. Like, <laughs> actually three things that I'm like genuinely like, oh, this is good news. It's crazy. Like, maybe yeah. ever so slight hope for Hollywood. Maybe. I don't know. It mm. probably will come crashing down next week. However, <laughs> let's start out. Um, so um, I'll go with the non-Disney mo- news first. So mm-hmm. we do have official um, news that um, there's going to be a sequel for the Batman, which wasn't isn't necessarily yeah. surprising, but it's still um, 
I I don't know. I still at, I'm yeah. about it because at I, the time of making it, he mm-hmm. never he didn't know if he was going to get a sequel or not. For sure. And I remember we reported on that. We're just like, oh, I mean, like it definitely could have a sequel. And now I'm like, oh yeah. And now there's going to be a sequel, which is cool. Um, because it's like there really is just so much character development already going on with Bruce Wayne. That, yes. Um, I really want to see him see be more through. Bruce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I really want to see through, um, and and that continue to develop. Nicole. I think that's what was one of the reasons that made the Batman um, really enjoyable to me because I'm a big fan of character development, and they did a good job with that. Where it was mm-hmm. like just Definitely. both he the had classic some of the best Batman character doing... development in the movie to me. Exactly, it was like both Batman doing Batman things, but him still figuring everything out, and him mm. just realizing, well, what am I doing and why? And oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely go watch the Batman if you haven't yet. If you're at all interested in Batman, um, it's very good. Yeah, it's been great. Um, and very official news. It came out of CinemaCon. Yep. Yes. So it's it's not just rumors. It's happening. It's happening. Wait, yeah. I'm waiting on my Steelbook pre-order to come in. Did you watch the clip with Joker? Did either of you? I the uh, deleted scene oh, they no. shared. It's got I can't remember the guy's name that plays him, but uh, it's From, like a not Ezra Miller. No, it's no. Not, okay, I heard people joking about. It. I I don't know. I for some reason kept hearing Ezra Miller, and I think it was just because he was <sighs> it, doing things. He's in the Flash. Who is the Ezra Joker Miller's actor? Acting a fool. Yes, uh, I, he was, the joke he, might he was, come from the Joker actor being also acting a fool. <laughs> what is his name? Uh, That's the guy from. Uh, I almost said Inhumans, but that is a slap in the face to Eternals. the Eternals. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "That's even a slap in the face to the Eternals." Oh, it's gonna bug me. Bad. What is your name? Fine. He played uh, Druid he or whatever. Druid. Druid. Yeah. Druid. Yeah. Barry Kilgan. Barry Kilgan. Yes. You know, I think um, people anyways. are making fun of him because he is similar to Ezra Miller. He looks similar. He, like, assaulted somebody like, right after Ezra Miller had and that's, went into prison. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's what so his future's in question. Uh, but that <laughs> clip, if you uh, have time, Shelly, you should definitely look it up. It's, like, a, maybe two or three minutes of Batman okay. trying to get the Joker's opinion on the Riddler. Yep. And uh, it'll make your skin crawl. He does... Really, really well. I honestly I wish they would have kept that scene because what actually made it into the movie, I didn't like. I think that the reason they didn't is because nobody would have been talking about the Riddler's the actor played true. the Riddler's performance. I, that's true because I, I I think I shared my opinion, which I don't think the Joker needs to be in it all, it at all. But mm-hmm. I was like, man, like they should have just showed me that. <laughs> like if they really yeah. wanted to win me over with Joker being in it again, they should have showed me that. I mean, yeah, just don't have Joker. There's other more yep. interesting, other interesting Batman villains. I, I understand Joker's like again. very important, but it's like, I don't yeah. know. Um, what it, I can't remember anyone's name anymore. Oh, Paul, da- Paul Dano. Paul Dano, yeah. Uh, like, I don't think anyone would have been talking about the Riddler if nope. they would have put that scene in the movie. I, it would have uh, just been about how crazy the Joker is. It'll, it'll yeah, never happen, but I want a, a Mr. Freeze again. Because his performance of the Riddler was very, very good, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yes. Anyway. So that's exciting. That's good news number one. Good news number two yep. is that um, we have some news from um, Insider at Disney. Insider just being Eric Goldberg. He's one of the lead animators um, who's been working at Disney for a long time. I think his, I, I don't know if it was necessarily his first project, but one of his big first major projects was Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also worked on you know other movies. Um, I think like, I think Bambi was on. I think um, not Bambi, but. Uh, he worked on Moana. He worked on Princess and the Frog. He worked on he worked on a lot of movies. Um, mm. 
and a lot of really, you know, well-animated movies. Um, and he was basically just talking about how there's other departments, there's, there's other people, animators within Disney who are still really passionate about 2D animation. Yeah. And they want to make more 2D animated things and, like, movies and stuff. So I to me. think that's all good news. Um, I do think we are entering an era or have since we have recently entered an era where 3D animation has become way more expressive and way more interesting and awesome. And I, I still want that to continue maybe, like, through Sony or through something else. Um, why not both? Or, yeah, why not both? But it's, like, I, <laughs> I think Disney realizing that 2D animation is important, especially in contrast to pseudo live action cgi yeah it's just terrible or like just trying to live action everything i think is just a huge step forward um even if it looks like they're going backwards you know back to the roots that's a i think it's a good thing the it's, fact it's that there's 2d, 2D animation, animation in the rescue rangers thing kind of makes me happy that's yeah. true yeah it's like you're still they're still calling back to it you know like they're still yeah. giving it that to us and i really just want them to to kind of go full send make a whole movie make a whole like i mean there's lots of you know animated shows i suppose already through mm -hmm. disney but like i a production a good 2d animated production um I it's like look at really anime want... like clearly anime Seriously. is yeah. still succeeding right now disney and i mean well, anime is getting less and less 2d though too it's yeah it's kind of weirdly they... off-putting but yeah. I mean, like they already—they worked with, um, like even with like Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Vision. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like I almost wonder Legends? if that was Visions. helped with um, Visions. yeah Visions, if that helped in inspire at all of like a yeah people still care about 2D animation. Mm -hmm. Um, and granted that was anime, but it's like so many different styles where it's like mm. so inspiring. It's so cool. Okay. I find this part of the quote really interesting too. It says, "And to actually have content that requires hand-drawn animation is absolutely yes. great." Yeah. So yes. I want to know. Why it requires? Um, very curious and what it's going to be. We know it requires. We know there's so many things that can only be done through animation that just mm -hmm. looks yeah. like is terrible with live action. We've seen that over and over again, and we've seen proof of it over and yeah. over again with what they've tried to do with try to make you know live action versions of things that weren't animated, and they're just um, for the most part kind of objectively worse. So, um, yeah, I think they have ideas aplenty, and I think they could be like imagine freaking. Oh, imagine this is a, b a bad thing. Imagine um, Princess and the Frog being like a live action type movie. Oh, like, yeah. Where it's like they're actually just <laughs> CGI animated frogs, like most of the movie. Like, I you don't like even that. really want the CGI of it. Like, the, yeah. you know, no. the CG no. 3D animation. Um, we don't want the animation CGI surgery. might have worked. Um, but I think I'm very much in the boat of why not both. Like, yeah. I think 2D animation. Um, needs continue and like has yeah. its place, and then we should obviously always be evolving yeah. with our technologies. But even um, even if you have a smaller team doing those two D animation ones, and maybe having your bigger teams on the three the big three D Frozen's and the Encantos and stuff, like I think that's still okay. Like if you have two, I teams, think that's fine. I think I look it's at just your name, fact... and like your name yeah. is beautiful mm -hmm. uh, as a two D. Yeah, know. that's what I mean. It's like, I think that there's, um, the fact that they're just, sounds like they're respecting 2D animation again. Or like, they're, yes. they're saying, yeah. yes, we still respect 2D animation. Yeah. We want to do more 2D animation. I think that's just a huge step forward. Because, um, I mean, I can even think of uh, stories and like books and things that I still, if were to ever turn to a movie or show, I could not see live action. For example, Stormlight Archives. 
Oh, I would love for that to be an animation. That's what I mean, right? Could you imagine oh, live action? It would probably be really weird. The special bad, effects on all the, the shard plates and the blades yes, and yes. all the actual like movements and the powers and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. Like oh. there are there are ideas, there are things That's... that are going to be better presented in oh, um, animation, be... specifically two D animation, rather oh. than like a live action with like random like Zelda. I now Zelda. I need a scene. Yes. Now I need Zelda a scene. Great two D. Now I need a scene where Kaladin is figuring how, figuring out how to launch himself up in the air for the first time, and like just a whole like montage of him just figuring that out in one like mm-hmm. small animated scene. That's I want to see that now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. that, that'd be cool. <laughs> now I've got that'd you on LJ. Yes. Now we're in the same boat. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway, so, and this is actually an awesome segue because we're talking about two D animation and things that yep. um. There's lots of ideas, lots of things that are best in 2D animation or three, uh, you know, 3D animation. But in the sense of extending, you know, our technology and our sort of visuals in context to a live action, I think projects like Avatar is a perfect opportunity for that. Ooh, so we that have our good. first images for the Avatar Shelly's sequel. A pro. Wow, thank you. Um, <laughs> we <laughs> that have was our good. first images that was for uh, the next Avatar movie, which is crazy like, because. Um, Holy cow, that first movie came out so long ago. Um, so not only do we so have those images, we also have a title. So it's going to be called Avatar, um, or it's going to be called The Way of Water, which mm-hmm. we, I think, have actually known for a while. Like, one of the first news after, like, there was a sequel even being announced was the fact that, like, oh, it's going to focus on, like, the oceans and the water and, like, the seas. And, like, there's going to be water involved. It's going to be, mm-hmm. it's going to involve that part. Like, we saw all the trees in the forest, and now we're looking at the water. And I, I think that's really cool, because... Yeah. Um, there's lots of opportunity to have there. So, um, yeah, so that's what we got. And we see some pictures. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it looks like Avatar. And they're on water. So it's it's not necessarily anything um, super yeah, surprising. Yeah, it's, al- it's almost or... like him saying, like, you have not seen the, the whole of Pandora yet. There's like Absolutely. a whole other layer. We should say, too, these images that we're, like, we're linking up the images, they not, might not be shared still. They are leaked. Um, so I saw they were disappearing from place to place. I see. Um, but they're from a trailer. Yeah. yeah, unreleased trailer. Yeah, and the um the name is definitely shocking, <coughs> right? That's definitely a for sure. Yes, the, the name so, is official. That was another CinemaCon thing. Yeah, so um that's all really cool. I mean, it makes me think of like you know, our forests on our planet are already so diverse and amazing, environmentally speaking, and they were able to transform and and present forests and um, jungles on Pandora, and you know, way that was awesome and super cool to show off the environment and diversity within. Pandora, and um, but then mm. I also think about like our own oceans and seas and, and on our planets, we still so know so little about like like we haven't. Yep. There's still so much of the oceans, which is crazy to think about. We know um, mm-hmm. less about our own oceans than we do um, about like space. Yeah, right? talk about, about how old the first yeah. movie is. I was excited in like I think it was 2012 that they had yeah. filmed for this movie. Uh, it was James Cameron when he I think it was 2012. Um, yeah, um, he he built like a submarine with a bunch Mm -hmm. of scientists, and then went to the Mariana Trench. uh, Was the first person to get to the depth that he did, Um, but it was to like film stuff for a National Geographic thing, Mm -hmm. and then also for this movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's like so cool. It's like I basically all that being said, I'm just trying to convey that it's like it's i i feel like the possibilities are endless in the sense of like the cool diverse and visually cool like 
environmental mm-hmm. ideas that they could have with like the oceans of Pandora. Like I think yeah. Yeah. the it's 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 gonna be really exciting because that's what I really liked about Avatar, and I understand like there's a, there's a lot of weird like hate for Avatar. A lot of people don't like the story. A lot it's of the Nickelback think it's, like, really of dumb. movies. And that's fine. I respect that opinion because it is kind of a weird storyline and the characters are kind of weird. Like, I, I but I don't, yeah. I didn't love it for, you know, those reasons. I loved it for, um, honestly, kind of the obvious thing of, like... It, it the, was a tech piece. Yeah, the tech mm-hmm. pieces, the, the you know, just visual everything. Um, yeah. And, you know... That's why most people, I think, were watching it at the time and, and thought it was really amazing. And now it's like, it's almost 30. like this next generation. It's like, it's all like the Gen Zs who are just like, why do people even like this movie? Yeah, they it's don't like, know. They weren't we... there at the time when you were that just was so the significant. Um, right. And it was never <laughs> significant for the story. It was never significant for the characters. It was significant yeah. for the visuals. And it was significant for the world building um, in that mm-hmm. way. So I, once again, I'm excited for this in the sense of... Um, even if it's not like a huge like increase in you know visuals, I feel like we're almost reaching this point in Hollywood where it's going to be hard to like. It's going to get to Match. a point where it's kind of like reaches the best you can get. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm at least really excited again to see sort of the environment, environmental storytelling, and like world building because I love world building, right? Like I love D and I love like world building, so I'm excited yeah. to see like more of Pandora in that way. Um, yeah, definitely. And, more you know cultures within the planet right because we're going to meet other um people uh on pandora and they're probably going to be really different than the people we met in the first one so i think i do really hope that it's a showcase of modern technology and that he kind of like leans into that some more yeah um i don't know apparently that won't hold up in 10 years uh according to gen z um, that's what i'm excited about is just like the first one was such um a technological like marvel um i hope he's able to kind of show us things that we haven't seen before um, i agree yeah. i have no idea if that's what he's going for or not I, right. at this point and like yeah and it's like i still hope that like the story is okay at least watching yeah. it, right because like it's going to be really hard to watch something and just actually hate the story and characters like hope that still all is like at least watchable and, 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 and they're saying it even. actually takes place 10 years after the story of the first movie so mm-hmm. like honestly the timeline fits because it's been all, yeah. uh, it's been just About over 10 years since 10. we've even seen the movie so or uh, since it came out so seriously wow. i think they should have brought the main uh, avatar back to earth and it should have been pocahontas 2 in space <laughs> <laughs> and we're like bringing uh is that two john smith like pocahontas goes to england i don't know yeah <laughs> they go to yeah um, I'm kidding. That would be a terrible idea. I know what you mean. But, but, uh, the first movie is just Pocahontas is what I'm saying. As far as story goes, Fern I going. think my one hope Fern is going. that they yes. actually do just kind of keep anything Earth-related kind of out. Like, the end of the last movie was like, oh, you know, they went back to Earth mm-hmm. and we stayed here. And yeah. I'm like, cool. Now yeah. that they, you know, maybe now they've realized, like, we don't watch it for the Earth stuff. Like, it made sense for the story at the time, like, why, you know, they got there in the first place. But I'm yeah. kind of hoping that is um, less of an important thing. And now it's sort of like, okay, now you know the cool. people. You've been introduced to these people. Um, You've been introduced to the planet. Now you get to see more of that. And now the story is going to be, you know, self-contained within here. Like, that I would think be that'd great. be really cool. Yeah. Very contrary to how most Hollywood does storytelling. Um, mm-hmm. I would really, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. They were like, no more people. There are no humans. It's all Avatar characters. 
And like, of course, um, it could be there could be some conflict with the fact of the main character. Assuming it's going to be the same main character, I guess I could be wrong. Um, it is. I don't remember so. his name, but if there Sully? was some, yeah, Jake Sully. Jake Sully. That's yeah. right, Jake Sully. Um, Jake it would Sully. be cool if there was. Yeah, you know, I, I would understand if there was some sort of conflict with the fact that you know maybe his connection with his avatar self is not perfect. Maybe he still has these weird things where he has to go back and forth. Like that could be interesting. I um, think I remember hmm. reading that they're supposed to even have kids at this point. Yeah, she I mean, looks I'll, pregnant I'll, in the uh, one of the pictures. Yeah. That's true. I couldn't tell if that was like her or if that was someone else, but um Yeah. Two thousand nine, by the way. The first movie came out. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Hmm. So long That's time. Crazy. I graduated in two thousand nine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Graduate college Probably. ten years after two thousand nine. <laughs> <laughs> graduate twenty twelve. Uh, um but cool. I don't know. We're excited. Yeah, I don't know more to say about yeah. it. I'm just Again, how is it that we're getting movies that um, I'm actually like excited about? Crazy. Yeah, but we, should, we can move on and then we'll then I'll get back to ranting. Um, <laughs> my regular self. I think uh, you'll probably get ranting when we get back into the news. Um, but first, we'll talk about TV. We all are caught up on Moon Knight. Oh, um, yes, yeah. I don't I know. We, like, Watch it. It's good. It. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't know how they're going to end it with the shortest episode in uh, Disney Plus history. MCU history. Um, I don't know. Not ready for it to be over. Say how long it's gonna be? Forty-two minutes, or forty-eight minutes. I think it's forty-two. This this is the problem. (laughs) Every Disney, almost every Marvel show has ran into though, where it's like, oh my gosh, how are they gonna do this in one episode? You know, like then the ending sometimes is. But it's the shortest episode, and it's so rushed. It feels like most of the time. I feel like Loki is probably one of the best ones, as far as like timing. But then they also were like. Oh yeah, we're getting another season, and that's why I was like, okay, cool. That, so we're okay, gonna yeah. we're gonna explore more of this. We're gonna be able Loki, to have more time to process will. this. Yes, but but yeah, forty four minutes. I was wrong. Yeah, and then there's that's like crazy. oh, like they still haven't even introduced the third personality. Like yeah, Jake. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I uh, we'll talk after the podcast. I don't know if I have um, that much faith in them right now, but they yeah. My, I think it would have been okay if it would have been an hour long episode. Uh, the fact that it's the shortest episode um, out of all the MCU stuff is like kind of worries Scares me. me. Yeah, like this episode feels like it should have been not the penultimate episode, but the episode before that. Oh, and then we, like, I'm just used to like the last two episodes of any yeah. season so being it, like a two hour movie. Yeah, and that's not what that felt like. So it's like, why do why keep doing the six thing when so many other shows are doing eight? Like you can literally just add two more episodes on it, and I feel like that would fix a lot of problems yeah. with a lot of the MC, MCU shows. Are you? Did you guys say that it has been announced that there'll be a season two? No, we're talking heard. about Loki. I was just oh, okay. referring to Loki. Um, okay. How it's like Moon Knight, it, it kind of made sense for that finale to be a little yeah. bit rushed because they at least had content. Nothing about uh, Moon Knight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This that's what worries me. Is like we went. Mm-hmm. There's no contracts that I knew, like know of yet, um, and yeah. then like there's no announcement of season two. Also, like just Oscar Isaac though. Oh my gosh, that dude has I, acted like, his butt yeah. off through the I entire think show. It's like I don't always keep a track of like my favorite actors and actresses ever, but I think if someone were to ask me right now, like who's your favorite actor? Um, well, one I'd probably say Eddie Redmayne. He's always gonna be my <laughs> <laughs> just because. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would honestly put Isaac, uh, Oscar Isaac up there, like just from so this. Like, 
I, when I describe the show to people, because I have, um, you know, my family, they're like, hey, so, like, what are you watching? And it's I'm like, like well, Oscar Isaac tonight. fighting with himself. Yeah, because it's just like, <laughs> I, basically, I say, I'm like, well, like, oh, you remember he was Poe in Star Wars, but, like, he still did a really good job in that role despite bad writing. Mm-hmm. And yep. that already was, like, a pretty, like, you know, they limited his abilities because they gave him such bad writing. Um, and he still, like, made the character interesting enough um, mm-hmm. that we still, like, remember him as a character. And, but here it's, like, he just goes and he's just, like, released to just do what he wants, kind of, right? And obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, we've, as we discussed before, like, there's still writing, obviously. But it's, like, there's good writing that allows him to really express and act his heart out. And it's, like, so freaking... I guess awesome. he came up with uh, uh, the accent for. for oh, Steven. really? I yeah. love him. Yep, well, that's wow. awesome. It's yeah, and he even so asked. Good. He even asked because they were shooting in the UK, and he's like, asked, "Is like, hey, is this gonna offend anybody? Is this right?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, like it's fine. Yeah, it's perfect." And like, that's so I cool. guess he started talking that way to his kids, and his kids thought it was funny, and he's like, "Oh, well, why don't I have this be my accent, you know, for this character?" No, and it like helps you yeah. differentiate them. Right, yep. like it helps mm-hmm. in so many story ways as well, and the and fact then they that they talked it is... about how like they wanted to put something in uh, foreign territory because a lot of MCU is like a lot of Marvel is in New York as it is anyway. So I know, I'm like, yeah. I'm tired of New York guys. Like, yeah, <laughs> there was one scene that was a lot of fun to try to figure out. They, he hadn't said anything, and I was like, "Is this Marcus Steven? And uh, you could tell even without him saying anything who he was just by his mannerisms it was yes. really cool he just changes um, the look of his he just changes the look of his face and you could tell yeah he finally spoke and i was like i knew it that's so cool <laughs> it's um, really just like so impressive that, that's like what i've been telling people i'm just like listen even if you don't like other marvel shows or like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like marvel it feels like his project even though i know it's not his project it, yeah. it feels like it's an oscar isaac project and then sometimes there's some marvel-ish stuff thrown in there and that's kind it's of almost like it's netflix connected it's like a netflix daredevils like type show mm-hmm. with yeah. a higher budget yeah. um i would be okay with a movie or a second season uh what worries me is that they'll just like throw him into like a midnight suns thing um mm. which i know everyone really wants but like i don't think he'll get to showcase himself in that like i want more I want him to be able to do more of this, this before he goes so into any deeper. ensemble. Yeah. A movie yeah, would be great. It is kind of hard to, like, imagine him, like, interacting with other Marvel superheroes and stuff, though. Like, yeah. because, again, I, like, I almost don't even associate with this with Marvel um, because I... I don't know. It just doesn't feel like Marvel in a lot of ways. They haven't connected it at all, which I think is which kind I of cool. Love. I'm I, yeah. thankful. I'm like, finally... It's like they finally nailed it, right? And, I, you know, the finale is not even out yet, so maybe everything will come crashing the ground. Who knows? <laughs> um, very well could happen. That does sound like classic Marvel. However, it's like, I feel like they've sort of hit the nail of, like, the they finally have someone who can just, like, unleash their acting potential um, and make mm-hmm. a really interesting character that isn't reliant on, like, oh, this name in superhero comics or, like, oh, here's this niche character that we're going to bring out of the blue yeah. to try and make things more interesting. It's like... This is a show about Moon Knight. You barely know who Moon Knight is. So we're going to make him really interesting and we're just going to have Oscar Isaac essentially make Moon Knight. Like, as, yeah. as MCU is now. Very, very cool. It's not relying heavily on, like, MCU humor or... No, it's like, um, it's so refreshing. And, and I loved how, yeah. like, they've kind of told everyone more about the character as each episode has gone on. Because having yeah. read the comic, having read a couple of the comics, I already kind of knew 
what his story was and how he got his powers. But I love how they kind of just throughout each episode they kind of tell people more and more yep. about and it's like Moon Knight. I think it's so cool how they um it's like both an introduction to the character, but obviously like the character obviously has like already been mm-hmm. doing some of this stuff and like. Yeah. It's, it's they're using the dual personalities to expand uh, on his like backstory right and yep. like he's oh, like yeah. discovering his own backstory because he doesn't know and i'm just like oh, oh so, it's so that, smart that whole last episode was so heavy yeah yeah very heavy i guess we'll, well see how we the will change after next talk <laughs> next about week. it next week yeah we've only yeah. got 42 minutes left I hope uh, yeah. we that will yeah, I just there's so much that's unanswered for me mm-hmm. that I can't imagine they'll answer well that quickly. But we'll yeah. see. Um, maybe we'll get a surprise sequel announcement season two, and then everything will be fine. Um, I don't think Loki knew about his sequel until Tom Hiddleston knew about his sequel until that episode aired. No way. Like, so, yeah. I can't remember if it was him. I know it was a writer. Yeah, the writer. I think didn't he's know. into it. Though, yeah, because he loves playing Loki. Yeah. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, I didn't put this in the notes, but he said that, uh, he will be Doctor Strange until they tell him not to be Doctor Strange anymore. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, Man, I, I, yeah. that's what I do love about, like, these Marvel actors. They all are They're so fully committed. to character, and they all, yeah. like, love, like, like, um, I think Robert Downey Jr., like, loved being Iron Man. I think until, like, the very end, he was like, okay, I've done this long enough. He's like, yeah, I'm tired. tired. Yeah. I need um, a break. But I think, like, you know, Tom Holland loves being Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't... It's just so... I love it. It makes me happy yeah, that they are cool. so into the characters. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, some other things that I've been watching, I'll go... Me and then I'll go to you, LJ. Okay. Um, I watched The Great on Hulu, and I don't know if I could recommend that to anybody. Um, it is... If you are a fan of Peacemaker, uh, The Great might be for you. It is very... Um, dark humor. <laughs> it's very rated R. Mm. Um... It's about Catherine the Great and her rise oh, from being this, like... Oh, okay, I know what this is. This didn't look appealing to me. Super innocent uh, German uh, girl who knows nothing uh, to becoming, like, the ruler of Russia. Right. And uh, I think Ellie Fanning is her name. Is that right? And then... Is it, it's not sister? Dakota Fanning. No, not it's Dakota sister, Fanning. I think. Whoa, yeah. that's cool. Yep. Dakota um, Fanning. I know that's his name. <laughs> plays Peter the Great. Uh, he's also a really good actor. Cast, I'm so back. Nicholas Holt. Um, there's a bunch of other great actors in there too, but Ellie Fanning and Nicholas Holt specifically uh, are just way too high caliber of actors for a show this stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's got like just real weird dark humor is the best way to put it. It's really uh, intelligently written. Um and these two actors do just an amazing job um, showcasing their characters. Uh, Nicholas Holt plays Peter the Great. And he's just this complete buffoon um, that doesn't uh, really think much. He's a terrible um, leader. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's very different and unique. Um, but again, very rated R, very mature. Um, would not recommend it to everybody. Uh, but humor-wise, I brought a Peacemaker. That's a pretty close uh, second. To, I mean, the, the humor is very similar. Hmm. Um, probably darker and worse than Peacemaker, which is saying a lot. Yeah. So keep that in mind. <laughs> Ooh, uh, and then 
Halo. I've been watching Halo specifically so I could watch, talk about it on the podcast again. And uh, uh, it finally got good, I guess, at episode <laughs> five. So, Oof. like, you can't just co- you can't talk to someone who's like, hey, check out this show. It takes a while to get into, but by episode five, you'll like it. Um, <laughs> no one's going to watch it. At least this show that's this new, right? You have, like, The Office where everyone's like, listen, season one is really bad, but the rest of the seasons are really good. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah. there's nine seasons, right? But yeah, you have to get through new, a whole season. So, <laughs> um, no, I think that Halo it's just kind of biting off more than it can chew. Yeah. Um, storytelling wise, it's very it's trying to be very political. Um, I actually got so frustrated with it that I started watching The Expanse, which I'll talk about. Um, but like The Expanse does that way better than Halo does. So mm-hmm. if that's what you're looking for, The Expanse would be a better show. Um, I'm I'm kind of wondering if I just don't like sci-fi that much uh which is also possible because uh, watching the expanse although it is good i was still kind of bored with that as well um halo i i see master chief and i want more of a mandalorian situation where he's just fighting yeah i mean something every what episode what you're saying about the show is not the identity of the franchise at all like i mean yes there is some like stuff about the marines and the spartans and stuff like that yeah. But even what I saw from the first episode, I was like, wow, they're going very hard in this area that I don't know if people care about. Yeah, and I'm like, it's not like political commentary or anything. It's just, right. uh, it's trying to be smart, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just yeah. don't care. And you're aiming I'm... your audience to people who played Halo? Yeah. That's yeah. Not... <laughs> Nobody's going there to watch like some political intrigue. Like they want to watch... Uh, aliens get shot in the face you know like that yeah. was me like yeah. I, I see master chief and i just want to see him do cool things yeah um and i think like i understand that um it's really expensive for him to fight aliens so just give him reasons to fight people they have outlaws and things and, that and they could have all, kind of it's gone all in. written for them already like the writers it's all written for them the lore and yeah everything. like it's like why you know for the most part uh master chief's character has just been brooding um, I'm probably giving a little bit away here, but uh, they all have an emotion chip in their in their back. Uh, mm. All of the Spartans do, and so he pulls it out, and now he has emotions. And apparently, that emotion is sad. Um, <laughs> so he's just like depressed the whole time and like troubled um, because of this this artifact in the very first episode um, gives him memories that he didn't know he had because they wiped the, like they're basically robots. Yeah, um, the Spartans at first. Um, and so I just like, I don't care. I like, I just want to see him kill things. Um, and it's like, even the origins of the Spartans are also explored in the books and everything like that. Like it's all mm-hmm. literally, literally written down for these showrunners and they just, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I will say, uh, episode, I think four or five, it was episode five had a really cool fight scene. So it was like literally the first fight scene I've seen since the first episode. Um, but it was good. And then, um, from then on, he's kind of, he's gotten Cortana finally. And that relationship has helped a lot because he's very serious and everyone around him is very serious. Uh, but Cortana is just real snappy uh, and that's been fun. Um, so it kind of almost sounds like, um, like you wanted something more Mandalorian. You're getting something more Boba Fett. Yeah. Oof. 
Um, Oof. And not necessarily more Boba Fett. Like, I wanted something more Mandalorian for sure. Yeah. Um, like, shots fired. I'm just kidding. I know it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> I know it wasn't meant to be. But... Just trying to relate to something I... I yeah, know, yeah. But... Yeah. Uh, I wanted to be more Mandalorian, and it's more... It just feels um, like, like with Boba Fett, we had different expectations of Boba Fett, and we didn't get those. It's more Star Wars Episode Two. Like, gotcha. It's yeah. a bunch of, like, Senate stuff, and... Yeah. Like, there is no Senate, but it's, it's some, Senate stuff. Some rough and, and, and coarse. And, and then freaking out over the board because everywhere. he's not, like, doing what he's supposed to. And then they tell him to do what he's supposed to. And he's yeah. like, I need to figure out about my past. And I'm like, I don't just shoot things, Master Chief. Yeah. Pick up a gun. That's what you do. Shoot first, ask questions later. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. I, uh, it's high budgeted. It looks good. Um, I will continue to watch through the season. I don't know if I'll pick it up after this, um, but I'm kind of hoping that they'll get through the season and then season two they'll maybe learn from their mistakes. Yeah. Um, and then again, I watched the Expanse. Uh, I started on season two. Uh, I apparently watched like half an episode at one point. <laughs> I finished it, so I watched about three episodes. And uh, the Expanse. If you're wanting something super political in space. Uh, it is Mars versus Earth uh, in a future and where Earth has like colonized Mars, but they've become their own people and their own government. Sounds like uh, Gundam. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's a meteor belt that is just like a people, like a blue collar people yeah. uh, that are caught in the middle of all of this political turmoil. And uh, it's very good. I, I've seen a few episodes of that first season like a while back and I really liked it. I just fell off of it. Yeah. It was that good. was kind of me. I liked the first season. I'd kind of forgotten about it. Uh, I think episode three of Halo made me so mad that I went and watched The Expanse. So I was like, this is so dumb. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to go watch something better. Yeah, The Expanse does this way better, and I was right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, LJ, what else have you been watching? Yeah, so uh, we're going to hop, hop back on the animation train. Um, so I watched, uh, I've been watching Spy Family. It is okay. so, it's oh, a really good Everyone's anime. talking about that. Yeah, it's kind of the popular thing right now, because it's like the new thing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say popular, it's just the new thing. Yeah. Um, the man- they have the manga. Yes, lots they have the manga on Viz, on like the Viz Media app that I, I'm, I'm trying to decide if I should read yet. Um, but there's only like, I think it's like three or four episodes out now, but it's about um, this spy who has to complete this mission. And so he figures, and so he's like, oh, well, I'm going to go adopt a daughter. And uh, she you know, go, get put her through this nice college to find this you know target you know to complete this mission that I need to complete, and it turns out she has telepathy. And this is all first episode stuff, so I'm not spoiling it. Like, yeah, I mean this is all basic plot stuff. And then yeah, she knows he's a spy. He's not trying to tell her, but like she's so excited. She's a fan of like spy shows and stuff. Aww. And then the other part to this premise is that uh, he's like, well, I need to find a wife if you know I'm gonna I'm, if I'm to do this interview because. I can't be a single dad, whatever. Like, I need to, you know, we need to be a stand-up family. And so he finds this wife who turns out to be an assassin. In which, for whatever reason, it's so obvious. She doesn't know he's a spy. He doesn't know she's an assassin kind of a thing. It's so ridiculous. It's like, there's a, there's a, there's a movie about that. Well, no, there's a movie, there's a movie where the couple, they're both spies, but they don't know the other person's a spy. I don't remember which. Mr. and Mrs. Smith? That's, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Kind of. It's kind of like that, but an anime, kind of. 
Yeah, um, that's cool though. But but the little girl is stoked because like she's like I have a family. I've lived in an orphanage, and she can hear their Aww. thoughts. But she thinks it's absolutely so cool that her dad's a spy, and this person who's going to be her mom is an assassin. And she's a cute little girl. Like she's like, yeah. oh, I help clean. He's like, I help Papa clean, and he's like, no, you don't. You just like knocked over the mop bucket. Like you know, like it's it's got a lot of comedy to it, but it's got a lot of action to it. Um, I I think it's. It's pretty solid. Like it's, it's it's a new thing. It is the new thing that everybody's watching, but it is also a very wholesome thing. I feel What's like. it on? Um, it's on Crunchyroll because okay. um, they are. So I think it's one of the first times Crunchyroll is like doing both. Like I think it's the, they're doing subbed and then dubbed is like a few days later. Um, but I feel like even the dub is like really solid, like acting. Like it's um, I haven't watched the like original but language, but. I, it's good it's it's fun it's it's really fun um and it's 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 like i said it's the new thing but it's it's very wholesome i think um yeah um, the so premise yeah, sounds I, interesting enough to me i might i might yes i, I recommend it it's it's fun it's it's and it's straight up fun there's things that had me like laughing out loud because i'm like this is so stupid but it's like it's great <laughs> um but yeah, I like I liked it a lot. Uh, I've, I've, I'm pretty. I think I'm up to date on episodes. And then um, you're mentioning the Disney thing earlier. I watched an episode of Disney Sketchbook, which is the like thing that I think that um, um, the animator is featured on an episode of. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the Disney Sketchbook thing got me drawing again last night after I watched it because nice. and it just made me feel good about like I don't know like I'm always like worried about like how clean my drawings look or like how they look but then there was a lot that that first episode said like as the creator said um it was this girl actually who i believe she's responsible for sketching like the original ideas for like Encanto. i forget i forget what her name is but they don't they don't tell you right out like oh this person worked on this you know like Mm -hmm. it just it's them just drawing something and talking about it like uh, this woman, her favorite thing growing up was, you know, she grew up and really loved Emperor's New Groove. And that's what got, like, you know, that was part of, like, her being art, an artist and, like, you know, Aww. she, and that's why she got, like, really into, into like, animation and stuff. And so yeah. she did a drawing of Cusco and things like that. And she kind of talks through her process and things like that. And so, like, I took some of those things into drawing, like, last night and this morning. And I'm just like, you know what? Like... She's like, it's supposed to, it's for you. It's not for everybody else. It's supposed to make you happy. And like, yeah, I was like, yeah. And I was just like, wow, like, it was just, there was a lot in there that she said, which I'm hoping to learn more, just hearing wisdom from these other artists that are sketch artists. It's like, I don't have to do big, fancy, like realistic looking pieces. Like I can just yeah. doodle and sketch the way I want to and, you know, and be happy with it. And, I love that. um, it's kind of helped as I'm trying to find my own style as well these days. So instead of copying like my brother's style or this other person's style I've seen on the like on the internet or something like, so it's really cool. I'm gonna watch more episodes of it, but that's what I've been watching. Also, nice. mm-hmm. we'll get into TV news. Uh, start, speaking of animated, we'll start with yeah. Netflix's uh, <laughs> animated bring, projects bring the horn. <laughs> that are uh, no longer a thing, and this is kind of. This is one small piece of news with Netflix. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago, so we, we had missed last week, but um, it was announced that they've lost a ton of subscribers yep. uh, over the last no year. No surprise. Yeah. Um, so, I guess Adaption of Bone, uh, which I think people were really excited about. Uh, it's a, it yeah, a it's a really popular comic. comic. Okay. And then Roll Dolls the Twits, which I don't know what that is, but I, I guess both of them were canceled. Um, as a direct result of this, there have been talks about, like, 
They're going to crack down on password sharing, which I feel like I hear that every year. Mm-hmm. They're going to crack down on I haven't password seen it happen so. yet. Well, yeah, I don't know if they're actually going to do anything and about then, it or and not. Then you see the tweet about uh, love is sharing a password. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Seriously. It. It's like, that's what the craziest thing about all this is, like, they are literally just going against everything they stood for when they first came out. Right. <laughs> they're like, yeah. they the way, you know, no ads. Like, I've heard that they might bring ads, bring back ads because they're, like, losing money and everything. And like Yeah, yeah, that was another passwords. one. It's like, man, they really just lost everything that made them unique in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's weird, and then they're talking about doing these movies where that you know they're going to be in theaters because um, they're such high caliber. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm really curious. Well, I guess we'll see where Netflix goes in the next couple years. Um, it could be the next blockbuster if they don't adapt quickly. I guess uh, that's been the meme too. Um, I believe Boss Baby is cited to be one of their most like money making animated projects, which that's like licensed out from DreamWorks <sighs> too. Yeah. And also, I'm pretty sure they keep making seasons of Big Mouth, so I'm pretty sure that's a part of it too. So it's kind of sad Dragon that, like, Prince. It's kind of sad that like Big Mouth and Boss Baby are like Netflix's money makers. Yeah. Are we as season as four? Is what we're looking for? Dragon Prince. I have no idea. Dragon Prince. I'm, I'm on the. I need to catch up there. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't care about any other animated thing besides yes, that. Like, I mean, but 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 that's why this is not a good look because it's like yes, you 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 guys want more Dragon Prince, and if they if they go this way, then that sucks. Yeah. For a lot of their animated stuff, like they that means they won't be spending money to pick up anime as Netflix originals anymore either. Oh um, man, this is really random. Uh, I looked it up just to see where we're at with Dragon. It's been delayed. Uh, it possibly could be delayed due to allegations against Aaron uh, Ahaz. He's the uh, creator. Ooh, that sucks. Oh, that no. sucks. Abusive Wait. environment for women. Oh, oh no. That's he trash. came from yeah. Blizzard. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, did he? Or is that no, a joke? Um, that's a joke. Yeah, oh, okay. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Wait, so, Wait didn't he? What did, was he one of the Avatar creators? I think no, so. Oh. oh my gosh. That it's being so... investigated. Okay. So it's not for sure yet. It's Oof. alleged. Oh my um, gosh. So I'm glad Netflix is taking it seriously. We went from real good news to like real bad news. I know, but this is why, like... <laughs> this is getting worse. Wow, I was just about to go on a The good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, We're going to move on. I don't want to dig any deeper into that right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. I was like, I was like, oh no! Uh, I mean, we ain't, we ain't going far. We're still going down Netflix. So. Yeah, on the other side of things, Netflix is throwing <laughs> tons of money at things like Stranger Things at thirty million dollars per episode. Um, so, so in total, much. budget's going to be more than like a movie. Oh, uh, I mean, what was it? Game of Thrones only like ten something or like under twenty? Yeah, episode? I don't know. I think Stranger Things will be the highest, uh, like the most expensive show. That at costs that point. a lot of money. Uh, I know Mandalorian costs quite a bit of money. Stranger Things uh, is up there. Yeah. I know there was comparisons in one of those articles that was floating around like to other shows. I don't know what uh, specifically. All season though. of Mandalorian, this doesn't say season one or two, was $120 million. Mm, okay. So, if this is reading correctly, $15 million on a single episode for The Mandalorian? Wow. Double that. It was crazy because just a couple weeks ago I was talking about the trailers. It didn't look like it was that much more highly budgeted. Uh, 
than the spent a lot of money seasons, on that new but, villain yeah apparently it's gonna look it better look good uh, i guess we'll have to see uh, i don't know hopefully it's not just you know the visuals too maybe we uh high caliber in the writing and uh the acting and stuff maybe, as well. yeah maybe they're we'll paying see. people what they're worth because it's really solid that could be too yeah. um hopefully it's good hopefully it's not like the fall of netflix this is this like 30 million dollar an episode gamble mm-hmm. we'll see um and then moving to amc but also a fail uh the Daryl and Carol spinoff is now just the Daryl spinoff, and I've seen news stories calling it the Daryl spinoff already. Uh, didn't take people long to adapt. Apparently, Melissa McBride is not able to relocate to Europe for filming. Uh, I didn't realize that they were going to be filming in Europe, so that's really interesting. That's weird. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know how much they're going to have to change story-wise. I mean, I feel like the entire idea is gone, but they are... I can't remember who it is, but they have a showrunner for the Daryl spinoff. Uh, <laughs> so apparently they're moving forward with it without her, I guess. Wow. Um, Rewrite. I, yeah, I don't. I'm kind of bummed because there were two spinoffs that I was thinking about. It was this one and then the uh, um, Negan one. Oh yeah, the Negan and Maggie one, which is <laughs> weird. Yeah, and I don't know. Oh. I just don't care. Like I just, I almost feel like I'm gonna be done with Walking Dead. I want to like leech onto one more show after that to just kind of continue watching Walking Dead universe instead of being. I'm not gonna watch more than one episode, one show. Right. I don't think. Um. But yeah, I don't know if I. Daryl, as good as he is, uh, I don't know if I he's interesting enough for an entire. They never show. did anything with the Rick stuff either. Remember all the Rick stuff they were talking about doing too. Yes, there is a movie in the works. That's still happening. Uh, it got delayed because of COVID. That stuff feels so weird. Like, yeah. Um, I'm. I don't know. <laughs> AMC makes me sad. Walking Dead makes me sad. <laughs> uh, but there was positive movie news. I feel like we always end TV news on a, like a sad note on a like bump bump. Uh, <laughs> Extra bummer. Yeah. You know Stranger what, things. We got Obi Wan coming though, so that's gonna be very exciting. That's like this yeah. week, I think. Yeah, there is good TV out there. Yep. You know. Uh, okay. Moon Knight has been great. Disney Plus is just killing it, I guess. Really. Um, yep. So hopefully, hopefully everyone is good. Um, and The Walking Dead can just end on a positive note. We'll see. I don't know. When we can get out of anything else this week, I know we kind of moved yours. No, that's that's it. Uh, I'm definitely I'm excited for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. I am yes. trying to stay as far away as I can from anything because the trailers... I'm about to wait have, a week at least. The trailers even, have already set, like showed too much apparently and yep, the internet is showing me too much. That's so I'm, I'm over well. it. Like, just let me watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Oh, and it's May the 4th, y'all. Oh, hey. Oh. When this goes up, it will be anyway. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> but yeah, it is May the 4th. Go watch with you. a Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I have season passes to the Oklahoma Renaissance Festival. I'm going to go every Sunday. Cool. Uh, really excited about that. Um, we went this last Sunday, uh, even though I'm a little under the weather, and it was a ton of fun. Um, we dressed up like Vikings. Just to vibe and, and walk around. And... Yeah, just chilled yeah. on Dayquil. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. I was 
too tired to really do much else, but uh, it was fun. Um, I don't think I'm contagious for anyone that might freak out about that. I, I've been sick for like 12 days now. Uh, I can't imagine that I'm still carrying anything. They just feel terrible. Um, so we're doing next week's Mother's Day. I have to work. And then after that, it is Pirates. Ooh, uh, they have that's themes awesome. at the Renaissance Festival. Yeah. Um, very excited. It'll be cool. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, Shelly, you can get out on anything else this week? Uh, this week, I don't think so. Cool. We will end the podcast there. Shelly, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24, except not really because I'm kind of trying to like not be on Twitter as much. Um, <laughs> so you can reach out to me there. You can tag me and stuff and I'll see it, but I won't just, I, I, I'm just trying not to spend much time on there anymore. Um, but I should be returning to Twitch, hopefully. Um, if not, well, as we're recording tomorrow, then at least next week, um, just Weeks have been busy, so I haven't been able to stream, but you could usually find me streaming Tuesday nights, twitch.tv slash Grace. I'm still trying to beat Persona 4 Golden, and I'm very close to the end of at least the regular Persona 4 story, so <clears throat> definitely tune in for that. Uh, LJ? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else uh, under LJ the Paladin. I am. Uh, I've started War for Cybertron on our Twitch channel on Fridays, twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace, and it is just as good as I remember. So that's exciting. Cool. Um, and you can find me on Instagram. Acronym. Uh, nothing special, but I am dressed up as a Viking in there. On there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all my Renaissance shenanigans will probably be posted there. Um, cool. Keep gaming. Keep praying. And God bless. Bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening. It's on!